You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's the BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Friday, April 22nd, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. We are laughing on the air this morning because as we look out the window right now here in the studio, it is absolutely dumping snow on the city. It's like, shitting. We can, it is shitting snow. You can't really even see that far. It's snowing so hard. Yep. And we expect to get big dumps of snow in April here. Mm. The weird thing is that we've had two this week that really weren't called for in the forecast. No. Like this, today they said 30% chance of flurries and like it's it's going to amount to quite a bit of snow. I was watching the, the radar map uh, earlier and it shows that these storms are supposed to kind of just clip the kind of the upper edge of us here and kind of miss us. Clearly, that's not the case. They're just <laughs> no. they're heading straight for the city. They're like, oh, we were going to no, let's go right for them. Just barrel right through the city. On today's show, we're going to talk about things that are different at a Christian rock concert. Yeah. Talk about rebate checks. Fort McMurray has a live video feed of something happening up there that I think is pretty cool. John is not sold on it. Mm. Another etymology, TV trope. Actually, a TV trope explained. Sir David Attenborough has been bestowed with a new title. It's a very important one. Yeah, it's huge. Um, we're going to talk about which food potentially wrecks your mouth the worst. <laughs> I'm moving right away, and I got some big decisions to make regarding that. I'll get into it uh, after our out of context clip of the show. Tighten up the shot for work Murray. on it. Tighten it up. The BNS and 20 minutes or less podcast. I was just reading about how Christopher Freeland walked out of the G20 summit, uh, summit rather, uh, and I guess some allies did as well. And it was in protest of Russia's involvement. They didn't feel like Russia should be involved. But when I was reading about that, it all of a sudden got me thinking about walking out of things. That's quite a statement, isn't it? That is. You're like, I am not participating in this anymore. I'm gone. I like. <laughs> I don't think there's much that's more of a bigger disrespect than walking out of something, especially if people can see you doing it. Like, if you yeah. were to walk out of a play, for example, and people could notice that you were doing this, like that's making a statement that's of some right. sort. You know what I mean? But and if you do it in such a way where it's clear you're not just going to the bathroom, yep. you're done. You're picking up all your stuff around <laughs> you and you're hustling off and <laughs> let's go. Like, We're leaving. I've heard of people doing this, walking out of plays or walking out of movies even. Yeah. And I was like, I think it would take a lot for me to ever walk out of something. Like, I don't even know what it would take for me to actually get up and walk out. You've never walked out of anything? I don't think I've walked out of no. anything. Have you? I tried to walk out of where the wild things are. Okay. Um, tried. My, because I was with my friend and he's like, well, I'd like to kind of see how it ends. And I was like, all right, I'll stay with you. But I was like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. So you walked out. I was going to, but I, he wouldn't let me go. And I, otherwise I would have just been sitting out there by myself. So That's I was true. like, all right, well. And again, like, 
for a movie you've you've already paid for it. Yeah, and you're, you're not making but, a whole lot of a statement by dropping up the aisle and walking out of there. They still get paid, but I also think my time is worth money. That's true. So to sit, I mean, I could tell half hour, forty five minutes of that movie that I was not going to enjoy it. So I was like, I mean, I have to be honest. I go to the movies for the popcorn anyway. It doesn't matter what's <laughs> on the screen. So it would take an awful lot for me to leave that popcorn and go. I also walked out of a comedy show one time. Oh, but I didn't do it to like make a statement. The comic was bombing, and I was sitting up close, and I was like so uncomfortable. I was like, I, I'm freaking out, man. I got to go. So You're, I just like, I pretended I was going to the bathroom, and I just went and stood outside and sucked some fresh air for a bit, because I was like, that was rough. You're right. That would <laughs> that be the reason really that rough. I would walk out, because I'd, I'd probably feel the emotion of oh. the person bombing, and I'd have to leave because it was too much. But and then I thought it makes about it even worse. Well, I thought about it for a while, because uh. I, I, I don't want anyone to see me leaving, because this poor guy is up there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I just put like clothespins to attach my mouth to a permanent <laughs> smile and say, like, You're oh, good, man. man. <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. When you live in a neighborhood for a while, you come to have certain places that you frequent, right? Maybe you have a preferred grocery store or a coffee shop yep. or a gas station that you usually go to. For sure. So we've lived in the same house for, for seven years now and we're moving to a new neighborhood, meaning we're going to have to decide which places in this new neighborhood are going to get our business, right? Yeah. And you don't have to be loyal to one business. You can, but I think people generally tend to, right? You didn't, you, we're creatures of habit. We go to the same places. We, yep. we like this place over that place for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you know? And I was thinking specifically about the liquor store. I have my preferred liquor store in right. our neighborhood and there's like 10 of them to choose from, but I like this one because I've gotten to know the owner a little bit which maybe sounds sad when you're talking about a liquor store. No, it happens again <laughs> when you go to places enough. Yeah, well, we, he and I have talked and I like him and I want to support him. Mm-hmm. So that's the bit, that's the liquor store that I go to. But now my patronage is up for grabs. Yeah. And I was thinking like we plan to stay put in this new house for a, for a while. There should be some sort of like bid system, don't you think? Where you can like walk in and be like I'm I am new to the neighborhood. And give I'm me your pitch. For a, <laughs> give me pay, yeah, what, what can pitch you me. offer? I'm looking for the liquor store that I'm going to spend the next I'm 20 big years drinker, buying from. So I spend a lot of money here. Okay, you want my business or not? If you do, sell me. <laughs> and even then my sell business stuff. isn't as important as it would have been when I was younger to yes. a liquor store cuz I don't drink as much as I used to, but still, like that over the course of mm-hmm. 20 years, yeah. the amount of money that I could spend at this place. Well, it's like the Tim Hortons that I go to every single morning. Mm-hmm. I now know the owner, I know all the staff. I went to the birthday parties of a couple of the staff members. <laughs> This is where I'm at. Okay, I spent a lot of money there. So you're right. Like, yeah, and if I you were to move, there, yeah, I know. Which Tim Hortons gets your business? Yeah. Is it the one closest to you, or, or is the, there one that's going above and beyond? That's it, right? So it, uh, yeah, I should walk in there and be like, okay, I'm here every single morning. I'll come to your birthday party, but you need to sell me your stuff, right? The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. We got talking about gobstoppers yesterday and how they just ruin your mouth. Those big jawbreaker things, yeah. you're sucking on them forever, and then your, your mouth would... Get no tongue left by the end of it. Well, they get rough as you got lower and lower. You're, you, like, they get rough, yeah, they'd actually scrape your tongue. They're polished on the outside, yes. but they're more abrasive as you it's work awful. your way to the middle. And this is real dumb, but then it got me thinking about other foods and drinks that just dummy your mouth, like just destroy your mouth. And I, I was thinking, like, what would what would the goat of that be? What would the greatest of all time be for food that just ruins your mouth? Foods that dummy your mouth. Yes. Yes. And I have a few to add. First of all, okay, I can uh, think of a few. Yeah. One of my favorites as a kid. Okay. Cap'n Crunch cereal. Oh, when it's dry. If it's dry. 
you need to put that in. You need to douse that in milk and soften it up. Otherwise, your mouth just gets completely destroyed. Do you remember that Family Guy joke about that? No. Captain Crunch goes to goes to the Godfather to ask him to kill Count Chocula. He's like, why do you want me to kill this Count Chocula? He's like, because that son of a bitch has been spreading lies. My cereal does not cut the roof of your mouth. Oh, my God. <laughs> it does, though. It totally, it totally does. does. It does. And as one of my favorite cereals, I learned that uh, the hard way as a child, for sure. Uh, hot chocolate is another one, if we're going with burning sensations. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, when I was a kid, we'd go skating, and there was always this place we'd get hot chocolate afterward. And for some reason, the hot chocolate that they got after skating in that skating little hut was scalding. Was the same temperature as the surface of the sun? It was like they poured boiling water into your cup and then was like, here you go, children. Figure this one out. <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm not a fan of them, but apparently salt and vinegar chips can do a real number on your mouth. Oh, yeah. If like you go to town course, on those. Yeah, you crush you, a bag of those. To be fair, you have to you have to get through quite a few of them, though, like before it starts to, <laughs> to your mouth. But yeah, that's one for sure. When I was little, I ate a whole bag of Sour Patch Kids and regretted it because they... My mouth was a piece of crap after that. That'll they do shredded it. Shredded it. Yeah. Shredded it. Oh, I didn't even the think salt about and the those. sugar. And- yeah. Uh, here's another one. Deep fried pickles. If you get one of those that's hot, fresh out of the oven and you bite into it, it keeps a little capsule of molten lava inside. <laughs> so if you eat it too quickly, first of all, the pickle slides right out of the breading, and then this pickle is full out from you hell. this hot pickle. It's... It's the, pickle. It's pickle. You have to like literally spit it out. It's it's obnoxious for everybody who's sitting at the table with you, and you burn your mouth. Your mouth is on fire. So what you're saying is the insulating properties of the deep fried pickle yes. are, are impressive. If we're talking about burning your mouth, um, like pizza that's too that's too hot. Oh yeah. Just because the cheese will bond with the roof of your mouth. Right. And it'll just leave it a, a wasteland. I. So when I was in uh, high school, I ate. I'm not exaggerating. A few hundred hot and ready's from Little Caesars. Oh yeah, I lived on those. Yeah, and sometimes two of the best adjectives. When we're talking about pizza, both hot and ready, ready. Mm. And uh, if you get there too, like when the one's just coming out of the oven, and you're like, I, I know I should wait, but I'm gonna get into this right now. Of course, you can't wait. Big mistake. Another and you have one. That, those stringy things that dangle down from the roof of your mouth because yep. you burnt it so badly. Oh yeah, along that same vein, pizza pops or pizza oh. pockets. <laughs> Think about those things. Talking about insulating properties, okay? You take that out of the microwave and it feels okay to the touch on the outside. You eat it. And... <laughs> could God microwave a pizza hot pop so hot that not even he could eat it? Is that... <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, is that the winner then? Could, could that be it? Yeah. That might be it. <laughs> VNS in 20 minutes or less. So I was just reading about how Sir David Attenborough was named Champion of the Earth. Did you see that? <laughs> no, that's quite a title, though. That Holy man. That is exactly man. what I thought. I read this. This was the headline that I saw. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Did you just say champion of the earth? The whole champion earth. Champion of the earth. Best guy of earth. Like, that is the most prestigious award name I have <laughs> ever heard. How do you even become champion of the earth? Obviously, be Sir David Attenborough. But my God. Like, when you're a kid and you go to the top of, you know, a snow pile and you yell like, I am champion of the world. You never think you can actually become that. <laughs> but David Attenborough actually has achieved this by being champion of the earth. It also kind of highlights the issue with the word champion because it has two different meanings, right? It's like true. In this instance, he f- he fights for the environment, yes. right? Mm-hmm. That's why he, you know, you're a champion of this cause. Yep. Whereas like it's not like he defeated everyone else on earth and now he's <laughs> He's the ch- no. guy's like 94 and he wears his pants up to his nips. Doesn't matter. He ain't beating nobody. Love him. 
Big David Attenborough fan. Hey, hey, I bet you he could defeat some people. Okay, if he wanted to, it's fine. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure most of us could beat up Sir David Attenborough. Although, you know what? He's out there in the... He's out there in the bush in his 90s. I was going to say, give him credit for. I'm sure he is. If we had some <laughs> kind of mode of survival, like we had some competition, okay, where we had to go into the bush, he would probably win. He probably he would. There's a hell of a lot of nature. Yeah, okay? I would touch some poisonous bug or eat something I'm not supposed to. And but he wouldn't. Champion of the... Uh, <laughs> I just... Oh, my God. Just before we throw hands here, I should let you know I am champion of the whole earth. Like, I so. hope you need a badge that says that and you need to walk around with just that. Like, a sash? That's, yes. Yeah. It's one step away from the best person in the world. Like, I am the chosen one of the galaxy. Okay? Where do you go from there? Yeah. That's it. Man of the solar system. Yes. Oh. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I think we've talked before on the show about the TV trope. Where someone walks into a bar and they say, I'll have a beer. And they don't specify what kind of beer they're going to have. Yes. They just say a beer, even though the bar might have 50 different kinds, kinds of beer. And the guy just seems to, the bartender knows. Just cracks and just beer gives you, and, gives and you're like, nope, that's not how that works in real life. Nope. <laughs> no. No, you normally I, it's ask. one of the more well-known TV tropes, I would say, right? Well, and I always assumed it had to do with the companies, right? Like, if you don't have a beer sponsor that you're paying, then you can't have their beer, in the TV show. Interesting. I don't know how that works. Like if you're allowed to mention it or not. Yeah, like a lot or of the times you... you have to pay for those types of product right. placements and stuff. But I don't know. That's just a, the theory I had. Anyway. I, well, I was listening to this audiobook and uh, the author gave a pretty good explanation for why a screenwriter might choose to do that mm, okay. as opposed to say a specific beer and make the conversation sound more realistic. Yeah. And they said two reasons. One is to mention a specific product can date a show really badly. You yeah. know, if it's a product that maybe doesn't exist anymore or huh. isn't as popular or... Although, let's be honest, if you ate something like Bud Light, like I think that's not going anywhere. That's you know what true. I mean? But yeah. But there would be beers that like our parents drank that aren't around anymore. Yeah. So it might... True. Eat, and maybe you want the show to be dated. Maybe you don't. But right. the other reason is they said a, a screenwriter wouldn't want to make the audience think longer about that beer than they have to. Unless it's the important part of the scene. Makes sense. If if it's just a guy in a bar and that's the most important part, then to, to draw attention to a specific type of beer, a specific brand, you as an audience member would just you would linger a little bit longer than you need to yeah. on that on that word. And and I thought that was a good point, because you're right. If yep. you said if you said a specific brand of beer, you'd be like, hmm, wonder why he drinks that. Well, it's but funny it's you mention that because one of the shows that I'm watching, casual on, on Netflix, I just started watching that and I've noted that uh, the main character is always drinking a Goose Island IPA. And I only know that because I know that beer mm -hmm. and I'm always familiar, but they always have the label out and clearly they are being paid to have that product in there. Yep. But Goose Obvious. Island, uh, I think, recently was purchased by one of the big beer companies. So you will you never used to see Goose Island and that kind of stuff. And now that it's been overtaken by one of the biggest companies, and like, ah, interesting. Now mm. it's it's being shown almost as much as like a Budweiser would be. Interesting. Uh, so it's got like some obvious product placement going on there. Oh, yeah. 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 Whereas you're right. If, they, if there is no product placement, if there's no sponsorship deal. You don't want to think about it. You yeah. don't want to think about it. It's mm -hmm. not important. Yeah. What the guy says in the bar is important. Or it's true. Or who he meets in the bar, not what he's drinking. Also, people are beer snobs. So if you order something <laughs> yeah. that people don't like, they could judge you and dislike that character. That's a great point, too. Yeah. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Can we rip a round of what are you listening to lately, Shauna? Yeah, yeah, we can. Mind if I go first? Do it. Okay, so I um, there's an Australian dance group called Panyao, or Panao. Some people say it differently. Mm -hmm. Panyao means friend in Chinese, I think. There you go. Um, 
But anyway, my, my son Bo, his favorite animal is the chameleon. Yeah. And we found this song by them called Chameleon. I don't know if you've heard it. Jump ahead. There we go. It's a fun dance song. Totally. I like to work out to it. Uh, actually, I have that on one of my snowboard playlists as well. Cool. It's a fun Great song. Tune. What do you got? Uh, this is a song that. I when I was in Kelowna uh, a couple weekends ago, we were watching. We went to our cows and to ski in Kelowna at, at Big White, and uh, this came on and became the song of the weekend. And I don't know why. Just all of us at the same time were like, "Yeah, that's what we want to hear right now." This is the uh, the radio edit. It might lose all kind of effectiveness because there's quite a lot of swearing and stuff in it. But here we are. So this is notorious B.I.G. and Jaw Rule with Old Thing Back. <laughs> So I like this part at the beginning, and then it jumps ahead. Anyway. Just a good vibe in this song. Big fan. I remember listening to Jaw Rule when I was, like, grade seven, probably. Or, yeah. And my dad would be like, what an angry young man. <laughs> why, does he, why does he sound so angry? <laughs> It's such a dad thing to say. It's true. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Etymology with Shauna. I said the term, I'm just yanking your chain yesterday. And then immediately was like, where where did that come from? What does that mean exactly? You use it to like... So you're just kind of like messing just with kidding, someone? Just kidding, just messing like, around. Yeah, just, just playing. Yeah, just, just playing. playing. Just playing. I'm just playing. Just yanking your chain. Uh, so I looked into it, and it's one of those where no one is completely certain, but the most logical and the most repeated explanation is that it dates back to the days of miners. So when you were deep in a mine and you had to go to the bathroom, you'd have to lay waste in a cart. And I'd never really thought about this before, but of course if you're... Deep down, like you, you're not coming back, not up, coming the back up to go to the that, bathroom, right? so you have to go somewhere. So you had to use this cart, and it was called the honey cart. And it was this mobile <laughs> cart that would be secured by a chain, and you'd go, and it would be kind of off in the corner, and then you'd do your business, and that was it. Basically, the early version of a, a porta potty, essentially. Okay. But it was fairly common for miners to play pranks on one another. So when one dude was doing his business, uh, somebody else would unhinge the chain. <laughs> And then the cart would start good rolling. Joke. Good joke. Really good joke. Yeah. <laughs> so basically they say the term don't yank my chain came to mean like don't play a prank on me while I'm doing my business. Don't right? pull the honey cart away while I'm pooping cart in a mine. Away while I'm <laughs> pooping in a mine. Which, oh my God, like if that thing was on, on a bit of an incline, it just starts to go and you're like with your pants down and oh or my run God, away that's honey cart. so funny. <laughs> Also, this might be only me, and I'm really dumb, but I didn't realize that one of those trucks that sucks up stuff from a porta potty is called a honey wagon. I didn't realize. Oh, no, I that didn't that was, either. Yeah, you just have to call it a septic truck, or my friends the late call it the crap sucker. Yes, crap which, suckers here. That's honestly, <laughs> that's honestly what I. Guy, the poor guy. Oh. Yeah, that's what I look at it. But I guess honey wagon is a nicer way of saying it, and it's because of the color of urine which they get out oh, of there so that's where the name honey comes wagon from, hey? or honey cart in the mines case hmm. when 
while the honey would be <laughs> sloshing all over the place as that thing rolled Lordy. away. Lordy. Lordy. <laughs> Etymology with Shauna. The BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. Our sister station posted this video feed to the river breakup camera in Fort McMurray. The river breakup camera. Fort McMurray has a live feed of the river breakup. I don't know if it, Is this something that you would avidly watch? Um, I mean, well, watching those ice flows can be completely mesmerizing. Okay. I mean, I suppose it's like if you're, Canadian lava. Uh, yeah, if you were watching and there was a you know an ice flow that broke up at that time, that would be one thing. But yeah. for the most part, I don't know if it would be all that riveting to me. You yeah. know, like I was just like, this is a a thing that they have. You can watch this camera and watch as the the river breakup happens. There's this trend on TikTok right now where someone will say, "This is for my male audience," and they'll find a big rock and throw it through the ice. Oh, that's pretty funny. If and it's so satisfying. Okay. So yeah, so maybe people could do that on the river flow camera, the breakup camera is trying to do that. That would be great. That's kind of the same sort of thing, right? Seeing the big ice chunks smash into each other. Yeah. That's. See, I'm I'm watching it right now though, and it's, <laughs> you don't look that thrilled. You because you can't really see much. The river is is quite far away from the camera itself, so all I can see is some traffic going across the bridge, and everything else looks completely not moving. Maybe it's an issue of production then. Yeah, uh, maybe they. I guess the idea. Okay, so the idea is there because I was like, when I hear this, this seems a bit like watching paint dry to me. <laughs> the idea is there. I think maybe it comes. Maybe the cinematography needs to be revisited. Like, but. look at this. Does this look riveting to you? No, you're right. It's, it's way, way too, too far, far away. away. It's just a like bridge. Like, you can't even see what's going landscape. on. That's yeah. uh, awful. Okay. Well, Tighten up the shot for it. Work Murray. on it. Tighten it up. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. We mentioned this on the news yesterday, but earlier this week, the provincial government tabled this new Bill 18, which is supposed to allow rebates for electricity and natural gas usage in Alberta. Yeah. If it hits, like, past a certain gigajoule or whatever, then yep. we get a rebate back. Yeah. And they said, hopefully, if it if everything goes well by the summer, mm-hmm. you could see some rebates on your bill. So, I mean, the fact that it would be applied directly to your bill kind of pokes a hole in this theory. But this is my theory. And I think any of these rebate programs that we've seen here or in other provinces over the years, in my opinion, are just economic stimulus programs in disguise. And I'll give you some examples. So when I lived in Saskatchewan, when you lived there, Sean, do you remember getting GST checks? Yep. If you made under a certain amount of money, like quarterly, Got you would get... Got that in Ontario as well. Did you? You just mm-hmm. get a check in the mail? Yep. I don't know if we have them in Alberta, um, but when I lived in Saskatchewan, I didn't make enough to qualify, so I, I would get these GST checks every three months or whatever. They're like $145, I think. Yep. Or in B, when I lived in BC, it was a rebate on your health premium. Yes. Because you pay like a health care premium there, which is weird. Um. And, or even like the you know the, the carbon tax rebate. Like if you, any anybody who gets this money is not saving it. No, right? You're taking that money and you're spending it right when you get it. 100%. That's how I always did it, right? Yeah. When I got those that surprise check for 145 bucks in the mail. Yeah. That was being spent that weekend. For sure. But I mean, what's wrong with that? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. But it's just I mean, it's interesting that they would put it as a rebate on the bill. I know this one doesn't doesn't as opposed work to like, that way. You could just mail out if you mail out checks. Well, and it's funny because people were talking about that with the gas rebate, and people were saying you should have just mailed out checks yeah. versus putting it on bills because it doesn't necessarily affect everybody, right? Like if you don't drive a car, you know, you're you're not going to be taking as much right benefit out of that. So yeah, there were a lot of people and economists. Actually, our friend uh, Trevor Toom, he mm-hmm. was talking about how we should have done it in check form so that everybody gets some. Right, and then it goes. It really goes right back into it the does. economy. It gets taxed again. Yep. Because you're right. If you if you fill up your vehicle and it costs you 
$80 instead of $85. You're not going to say like, oh, I'm going to go spend this five bucks somewhere else. You're just like, nope. I saved mm-hmm. $80. Whereas if you get, if you just find five bucks, yeah. that's getting spent, isn't it? It's it like is. a bank error in your favor in Monopoly. Which is always great. Everybody loves it to is. get checks. Like getting a check of cash, that's different than on your bill. And your bill is just like, oh, cool. And then you never know. It still costs a lot, this. but not quite as much as I thought. Yeah. yeah, they'll show the savings, right? And you're like, oh, sure. I mean, you're, you, you're telling me this, but how do I really know, right? But if someone Whereas, just hands you give money. Give me a check. Well, I'm spending it. BNS in 20 minutes or less. An old friend of mine was in town last night uh, for a concert. Do you, do you remember hearing of the band Need to Breathe? All one word? No. No? They're a Christian rock band. Oh, amazing. Uh, and my friend and her sister are big fans of theirs going way back. Although they, she said she's not really Christian. She just really likes the music. Okay. Well. Whereas I think most other people at the concert would probably be Christian. Probably. But she's seen them a few times in a few different places. And she said the funniest thing is that, like, there's no lineup at the bar. There's, there's It'll be a very different experience, wouldn't it? A pretty tame show, I think. Like, you probably wouldn't smell a whole lot of marijuana in there either. Probably not a ton of the no the devil's, the devil's lettuce. lettuce. <laughs> the electric lettuce huh? there. She said like you go up to the bar and the bartender's like, ah, Whoa. He's ne- he's thought, he's sleeping and he's just like, No, I'm just here for I thought, show. I thought this was gonna be a no tip night. Oh, that's really here funny. we go. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. Very different than a lot of the shows that, you know, like you said, that we're probably used to, right? Also, a Christian mm-hmm. rock band groupie. The idea of that is really funny to me as well. <laughs> People who follow around these bands are just like, yeah! like it, Just a little less rowdy, I feel. A little more put together, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know if they if they yell, yeah, Sean. I think typically you listen to Christian rock with your hands in the air and your palms toward the stage. Right. Well, Beckley, you don't need <laughs> substances like alcohol because you have Jesus. And that's all the high we need. There you go. It's a lot cheaper, too. It's true. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.